Welcome to Fortitude at Work, a podcast all about building your mental and emotional strength. Pull up a chair and join in the chat with your hosts, Leanne and John. Let's talk all things that put fortitude to work for you. And we're back. We are. Look, we match. Oh, we do too. We've got the pink happening. I know. Did you want to be a pink lady or something? In another life. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. We go together. Okay, okay, I'll stop singing. Season two. Season two, episode 10. Okay. <gasps> wow, my how time flies. Time's fun when you're having flies. We're only doing 10, uh, 12 episodes in this season. Okay. And then we're taking a break because yep. I'm finishing a little thing called PhD. Okay, that's and, probably good. And then when I finish that, which is December, yep. we might kick January off next year with season three. It'll give us some time to go and gain some more wisdom because we're just about spent, oh, aren't I we? I think we are. So we've, oh, just, pass me a cigarette. we've just spewed out all of the wisdom and we're, <laughs> we're, we're, you know, we're all, almost empty. We are. Yeah. We're almost done. But today... Oh, we've got something. I have. Yep. got something. We're going to talk about gap hunting. I don't know if I've shared this book before, have I? This is... My Leanne's little book of things. Gap hunting. So I just have like pages and pages of notes and things that I come across and write down and think about. And it's very cool. And it's ready for me to fill up over my lifetime and then hand it on to somebody in my family. Yeah. Um, it'll be in the trunk. One day when I'm gone. It'll be in the trunk when they go through your stuff. Yeah, it'll be, what's this? Yeah. Oh, I don't want this. Yeah. Okay, so I want to talk about gap hunting. And we have talked about this before, and we've talked about it in season one before, mm. but I don't know that we gave it its own episode. Mm, what's important? Yeah, I think we talked about it in terms of mindfulness, mm. perhaps. Yeah. Um, and the reason that we call it gap hunting, it was really Frankel's quote, so Victor Frankel's quote, uh, Man's Search for Meaning, okay. um, that got us thinking about this originally. Yeah. So. Well, what did he say? Okay. So what he said was that between stimulus and response, there is a space. And in that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. Okay. Which I think is beautiful. It is. I, I, use, that, um, I use that quote so often in so many keynotes. That's true. Right. Yeah, and it comes up a lot in yeah. in um, people's uh, wanting to change. How do I change? Um, if yeah. there's something something I'm not happy with in my life, or I feel stuck, or I'm afraid. <clears throat> pardon me. Um, the key to changing that is to find that space in between your reaction to the event. Yeah. And uh, and spend some time in that space. Find it grow it and change in that space and then the, your reaction to the event, the yeah. event is different. So, so yeah. I guess the first thing we need to know is that we're being triggered by something. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing that he says, right? So we have a stimulus, a trigger, and we're going to have a response. Yep. So what are the sorts of things that might be triggers for people, do you think, Johnny, in your experience? Because you've talked to a lot of people. Yeah, well, there's... Um, uh, the the top ten uh, mental health concerns around anger, um, anxiety, depression, um, being stuck, all of those um, moments in our lives where something happens in front of us and uh, we are triggered, that creates a, re a response in us. So, uh, do you think it's um, the trigger is often related to feeling judged? 
by ourselves or others. That's one of the triggers, yeah. 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 You can, your triggers, if it's around uh, post-traumatic uh, triggers, it can be an event that is... Um, that has reminded your body or your mind of a of a time in your life where you were, uh, where you witnessed something traumatic, so you can be triggered in that response. Yeah. Um, when someone does something and you have a button or a trigger um, around not feeling loved or cared about or heard, yeah. um, that can yeah. be triggered very easily. Yeah. Um, and your response to that can be uh, anger. It can be uh, sadness. It can be anxiety. It can be um, fight, flight, freeze. Yeah. Um, and so, and it can be something s- simple. It doesn't have to be oh, like no, a chronic no. major. Mm. I think it's Libby, Dr. Libby Weaver, and I'll put the con- the link to her um, wonderful work in the show notes. And she talks about, she talks a lot about stress and mm. stress triggers and how that works. And she's, she's got this wonderful explanation that says, we tend to go through the world thinking that people, you know, we want to be a certain way in the world and thinking that people need to perceive us a certain way in the world. So, mm. for example, if I'm going to work, I'd like people to perceive me as being efficient, timely, organised. Mm. Um, and when something happens where we fear that people will not see us... The way we want to be seen. The way we want to be seen. Yeah. Then that difference equals stress. Yeah. So I want to be seen as, you know, organised and prompt. I get stuck in traffic. I get to work late. And you go, I'm, I'm going to be seen as inefficient. As or, inefficient, yeah, yeah. Or, and yep. not organised, yeah. and that's stress. Yeah, yeah. Or if you uh, pride yourself on being compassionate and caring um, and then something happens where you're unable to be there for someone, yeah. you, you feel uh, guilt. Yeah, I think that that whole vicarious stress, like being stressed for somebody that you care about who's going through a painful time and being worried about that person, they're having their experience, but you've got empathy for them. Yeah. So you're carrying that. So all those sorts of things are the sorts of stimulus that Frankel was Mm. talking about, wasn't it really? Mm. And it starts with it annoying you enough. Because uh, people are quite mm. happily can live their entire lives with stimulus that annoys them and creates a negative response. Um, but if it's a livable level, they will just stay in that space. Yeah, that's true. Um, but if it if it gets in the way of your relationships or your career or your sense of self-love and you are stuck in a cycle of um, sadness or depression or anxiety or stress, yeah. um, it's in those times in our lives where we go... I might need to do something different because this isn't sustainable for yeah. me. And yeah. that's really what Frankel's talking about, isn't he? He's, mm. he's saying that between what's happening to us and how we choose to respond to it, mm. we have this gap. Well, some people don't. It's, uh, it's knee-jerk originally. Uh, a lot of people just goes from the event, uh, the trigger, to and response. the response, bang, there is no gap. Yeah, not to 100. Yeah, not, not even a millimetre gap to get in there. And, and, and people go, well, yes, I recognise that I'm having this response and it's killing me. I just can't seem to find a way out of this cycle of behaviour. Yeah. So um, that's when we go, well, let's uh, start hunting for that gap. Yeah, that's exactly right. So how there, there is a gap for everyone. Yeah, it's there. We it's all there. have it. It's there. It's just about uh, finding a way to uh, grab it, yeah. identify it, grow it. Yep. Yep. And so let's talk about how you can find that gap. Mm. How can you be a gap hunter? What are some of the things that you can do? So something I've caught myself doing a bit because essentially we're kind of talking about mindfulness, aren't we? Mm, Yeah. Being aware of what's 
the language and the thoughts that's going on in our heads, being yeah. mindful of what we're saying to ourselves. Yeah, witnessing the way you're thinking right. and what you're doing. Sort of standing back at Ra- always Rather than being a, 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 a servant to it, uh, being a witness to it. Yeah. Watching yourself. And you may only get to watch yourself with hindsight, which means you can have the event and the reaction. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's only half an hour once your, your levels decrease or your, you, you can actually spend a little bit of time processing what happened there. Yeah. And that is one of the first tools of finding the gap is to um, process oh. the event soon after the event. Yeah. So you don't have to be in the gap to start with. You can just be soon after the event. Yeah. Instead of processing it three days later, process it within an hour. Process it within half an hour or whatever happening. Go, what happened there? What was my trigger? What was my response? Just being aware of that opens that one millimetre to two millimetre gap. Yes, having that moment to reflect without judgement, right? Without beating yourself up, I wish Mm. I'd said this or I hadn't said this or they said that. Mm. Just reflect on the moment, yeah. And we actually know from the research that Mm. reflective practice is really powerful in so many ways. I had to do it as part of my research process. I had to do reflective practice. So memoing, they were calling it in grounded theory. So it's just such a powerful learning tool, isn't it? It is. And when I have clients, uh, for those that are visual, I'll have a a whiteboard and I'll show the the event and the reaction and there being no gap between it. And then I'll say, and then we'll look at the timeline after the event and say, how long after that do you... um, look at the event, do you process it? And you say, well, if I, I usually sit in that state for 10 hours, or I sit in that state for 24 hours, it's okay. Well, then let's just start with um, you recognising the event and your reaction, yeah. and let's bring that from 24 hours down to 12. Yeah, and, great. And then the next event, let's bring that down to six, let's bring that down to four. And you can do it that slowly and that um, subtly along the way to bring you towards the event to then, and each time you do that, the gap opens more. And with mindfulness, you will start to uh, something. It's almost miraculous, and it's wonderful. Is that the event happens? You get triggered. You feel um, the the rise in the stress or the anxiety, anxiety, the, the fear, the reaction. Yeah. And you notice it when it happens, and you go, "Hang on, I've, I'm spotting it as it's happening now." Great. Yeah. That's fantastic. And that's the gap revealing itself. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, and that happens in a two steps forward, one step back process. So like a graduated practice. Yeah, that's it. It's a practice, yeah, right? Yeah, it's like going to the gym. Yeah. Yep, yep. You want to you increase your, your um, fitness, uh, you increase your mental fitness by um, processing the event and the reaction. And eventually, and it comes every time, the gap will start to widen and you'll be able to catch yourself and take those breaths and look at that thought have the awareness around it, and start practicing a new way of thinking about what's just happened before you react. Yeah, that's beautiful. Mm. That's terrific. Mm. And when you're getting to that thinking about a new way, do you, in that space, in the gap, Mm. do you challenge your thinking? Do you get to a point where you can challenge your thinking, where you can say to yourself, okay, this has just happened, I feel like this, but is that really true? That's one of the ways. So firstly, you look at the, you can say, okay, I've, I've found the gap. And, and often taking deep breaths, you know, two, yeah. three deep yeah. breaths. And you say, okay, I've, I've noticed the situation. I'm about to react. I'm going to take 
a moment to take three breaths. I'm going to think about what happened, what I'm reacting to, and whether what I'm reacting to is true. That is yeah. one way is to look it at true? it. Is it true? Yeah. Um, and secondly, you can, um, with a self-awareness around uh, family of origin and childhood trauma, you, if you grow your awareness around that, then you'll know that this trigger is based on something that is not happening now, something that happened a long time ago, that is that I'm not at risk now. Ah, yeah. and... and so being able to reassure yourself that you're not at risk now, that oh, must take a yeah. lot of practice. Well, I, I call it being kind to yourself in the gap. So if you can uh, spot the gap, take the three breaths and say, I'm going to be kind to myself in this moment before I react. And even if I react, and I react in the same way I have done in the past, which brings me my anxiety, my fear, my sadness, um, just Practicing being in the gap and even um, failing, if you like, is okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, because then you add forgiveness to the process. Yeah. And you say, okay, I just noticed that I did get into the gap. I did start to have some awareness around it. I did start to think whether this is true or not, but I still reacted. And then you go, okay, that's okay. I'm going to forgive myself because I am on an upward track. I am on a trend towards taking the power out of this gap that was causing me so much grief and to care for yourself and be kind to yourself in that pace. Yeah. yeah. And so he talked about um, being kind to yourself. It's a process. It's learning. It's, be you patient know, with the pace. Be patient. Maybe having a bit of support. Yeah. It sounds to me like if you struggle to find the gap and you know, we know we all have gaps, mm. right, yeah. before we respond. But if you find you struggle to find the gap, you've, got a short wick, mm. you've got a short temper, you take everything personally, yeah. everything hurts. Yeah. Um, is it a good idea to seek out some professional help where you can safely mm. explore yeah. maybe the origins of those things? Yeah, and that's about being kind to and having awareness around the trigger. So if you, you learn or you remember why the trigger was placed in the first place, and it's usually around safety, it's usually around something you did to keep yourself safe. Um, so if you um, learn about that or remember why you put that that suit of armour on and with that trigger to protect you, um, uh, spending time with someone that can help you find that time yeah. and to be aware of it and to understand it um, and to actually even um, revere it. So it was... It yeah. was necessary. Yeah, it worked. It worked. It, you needed it. Absolutely. And it's um and it's only now that you're going, I think I might take the risk of lowering that that protective suit of armour. Yeah. I'm now going to know that I'm not at risk now like I was then. Yeah, fantastic. So yeah. I guess then what, what that really is about is um Overall, it sounds to me like it's about reducing stress in your, and anxiety in your it life is. if you have the gap. Because yeah. something happens, you've got enough awareness of yourself then to go, hang on a second, mm. they're pushing my buttons. Yeah. Well, you own the button first, first yeah. and that is <clears throat> not they're pushing my buttons, it's that I'm, um, I'm allowing my button to be pushed. Ah, uh, yeah, great yeah. point. Yeah. So I am feeling this way when that happens is the start, and that's in the way you express it. So rather than they make me feel or you make me feel yeah, terrific. or they, they did that to me, it's... Um, I am reacting. Yeah, yeah, I feel this way when that happens. Yeah, and the reason I feel that way when that happens is because of the on-purpose 
um, protection that I put in place for very good reason, and it has kept me safe all my life. Yeah. And uh, so the more you understand that, and the more you recognise that, and the more you say thank you to that, um, then you can say, oh, look, I'm going to... I now know this, the gap grows larger. Um, you are kind and loving to your protection processes. Yeah. And then you're kind and loving and patient with your pace to remove those protection processes yeah. so that you can have um, uh, a more peaceful life. Uh, Carl Jung about, uh, it helped, it was good for me in the morning. Yeah. And uh, now in the afternoon. Yeah. Um, may not serve me. May not serve well me well. So you say, yeah. thank you for the protection. I've got this. Yeah. yeah. And so from that then, as Frankel says, mm. the reaction that we then choose, having that gap and making that choice, gives us growth and freedom. It does. It does. Freedom is a big one, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. To go. Yeah. yeah. Well, the opposite of that is to be imprisoned. Yeah. And to be, um, yeah, you're stuck in a cell. Yeah. Um, it's lonely. Yeah. That's scary. And... Uh, we only get a, a certain time on earth. Yeah, um, uh, you don't want to be exhausted all the time. Yeah, right? so whatever's left, it'd be really cool to have a, a more free, self-caring, self-loving, more peaceful yeah. experience. And that's if you can find the gap. That's it. And if you can't find it on your own, there are so many people we'll out there who will help you. Absolutely, and often they're wounded healers, yeah. people that have gone through that. Yeah, they know. And they, and they know and they want to share that. Yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, It'll be, it'll be a nice thing to do to go to a wounded healer for them to help you find yeah. your, your gap. Yeah. Mm. That's beautiful, Johnny. Yeah, I, I'm full of it today. <laughs> you are. Good <laughs> stuff. Yes, thank you. Good stuff. Bye, all. Bye. Bye. Thanks for your time today. Hope you got some great takeaways from our chats. If you'd like to know more about John and his counselling, go to johndiamond.com.au. If you'd like to know a bit more about Leanne and the work she does in the mental health of small business owners, go to fortitudeatwork.com.au. Don't forget, check the show notes for any additional information about support and resources specifically for small business owners.